Paul, thanks for dropping in. We're going to be talking about Colorado Proposition 116. We're also going to be talking about a whole bunch of other ones in other podcasts. So make sure you subscribe and all that kind of stuff. Be right back. You're listening to the Paul Procise Podcast. Here's my dad, Paul Procise. All right. So, guys, we have a lot of things um, on the docket as far as um, talking about what's on the ballot in Colorado. I'm I'm local to Colorado, and um, I stepped away from um, politics about six years ago. And then I just kind of completely shut it off. I went off into the nonprofit world and worked on um, homeless things. And um, I just shut it off. But about a month and a half, two months ago, I turned um, the news back on. Um, <clears throat> and I was just really interested in what's going on in, in our political world. Um, I have my opinions. You guys can see that on all of my other podcasts. Um, this podcast specifically, what I'm hoping to do is be a little bit more educational uh, provide you guys some information at the very end. I will share my ideas um, with you, and then we'll go from there. So this one we are talking about Proposition One Sixteen. Um, Proposition One Sixteen is a um, highly contested one. I think that it could possibly have a um, a okayish chance of um, passing because it's a uh, reduction in taxes, um, and that's how it's um, pitched uh, by the people that put it out. And so we're going to take a look here on the screen here in just a second. If you're listening on the podcast, um, you can check this stuff out on YouTube. Um, just find me. Um, Paul Procise is my P-R-O-S-I-S-E. You can find all of that stuff um, on YouTube, my website, paulprocise.com. And I'll, I'll be sure to in, um, include links to the things that I've, I've shown you in this video. Um, so here we go. Um, we have the first thing. Let me move my camera for this specific one. Um, all right, so Proposition 116 is State Income Tax Rate Reduction. It's Initiative 306 and shall be a change to the Colorado State Statutes reducing the state income rate from 4.63% to 4.55%. And by the way, if you just go to the Secretary of State's website, you can find any of these things. Um, it's under elections and initiatives and on the ballot, and you can find out. So this also has the contacts um, of the people that are proposing these bills. Um, and then you can also find information on who's um, for it and against it. Um, that's really good information no matter what you're looking for, no matter where you um, fall on the political scale. If you're apolitical and you're just looking at a ballot for the very first time and you're saying, what in the world is this? Um, this is how you go about doing things. In fact, before you look at any opinions, any news things, I would recommend you go this, go here and pull up the PDF, the um, document provided by the state, and you can read the actual wording. I think a lot of times we get lost in the politics of it, and we need to actually read the wording of it it's a lot. It's only three pages of this one particular um, proposition. It's not a lot. I'm not going to read it um, for the purpose because I'm one. I'm not a good reader. I'm dyslexic, and so um, uh, it's generally a good idea to keep me away from legalese. Um, but we're going to um, discuss these things, um, and we're going to look at um, two viewpoints um, and go from there. So. 
according to the left aisle, left side of the aisle, um, this pop proposition, um, according to the Colorado Sun and this opinion piece um, from um, Amy uh, Baca Olert and uh, Kaylee um, Leva, and I honestly I don't know who these people are. That's okay. So opinion prop 116 would only worsen the severe lack of school funding in Colorado. So that's their position. Um, reducing taxes um, takes away from things. Um, and there, um, I would encourage you to look at the um, both sides of the aisle. Um, say no to another tax cut for the wealthy, and they're alleging that the tax cut is for the wealthy. Here's what I do when I, when I look at any of these things. Um, I just go... Um, I just type in Colorado um, ballot 2020 or I do Colorado proposal 216 or 116 and I go and um, look through who who's for, who's against, um, who do I agree with, who do I not agree with. Um, so this is a um, complete Colorado um, is a, a more right-leaning um, or organization. And so they've got a couple um, places either that they've written or they've linked to. And so we'll take a look at this one. Um, tax rate reduction measures earns high profile praise. Um, and this is from um, some um, former governors and other people that have endorsed this, some mayors, active mayors. There's a mayor of Aurora, a mayor of um, Colorado Springs, from what I understand, have endorsed this. Some of the wording um, that have come out from Bill Owens is, as governor, I was proud to cut income taxes from 5% to 4.63%, which created jobs while helping Colorado families, um, said former Colorado Governor Bill Owens. Proposition 116 is needed more than ever during the recession to get Colorado moving again while allowing Coloradans to help more of what they earn. So that's the political bent. Um, generally speaking, um, the R Republican side is going to be for tax cuts, um, trying to keep more of what they've earned. And then the Democrat side is going to, um, try to either keep the status quo as far as taxes or implement more taxes, fees and assessments and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's just generally speaking. So I hope that I've spoken in broader terms so you guys can have the proper information, um, in, in deciding these things. I'm hoping to not influence you, at least for the first part of the video. So we've got about six minutes into the video, five, six minutes into this video, and here's some of the things that I take. So I, I do commentary. I talk about politics. I talk about mil all kinds of things. And if you want to find and engage with me, you can find me at Paul Procise. Go to Twitter. It's at, at Paul Procise, P-A-U-L-P-R-O-S-I-S-E. Um, and you can find me and engage with me in any of these things. You can um, leave a comment, like, and subscribe the YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're seeing this video. Um, some of the things that we have going on in this uh, particular um, bill, and these are this is kind of my perspective, is anytime that you're able to give money back to the people um, that are earning money, doesn't matter for me what wealth spectrum it is, but it's a flat rate, it's a flat fee. Um, now, there's a, a caveat to that because the reality is unless you earn a certain amount of money, you're not really paying income taxes. So somebody like me that makes um, a smaller amount of money, 
Um, and if you want to help me out with that, go ahead and support me through <laughs> through the various uh, links that you see below and, and all, all that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is that um, for me personally is I take the position that um, if we can keep the money um, either in the businesses or in the people's hands, it's generally better um, for you. And to speak to the opinions of um, the severe lack of school funding, I think that that is a bad premise because if you look at the funding, we get an insane amount of school funding. The problem is, in my opinion, I've done a lot of work. Now, I, I my background is um, pastoral work, and then I also worked in politics, and I've done some other things of a police officer. Check out my other videos and can um, learn a little bit more about me. Um, but what I um, when I was working in politics, one of the things that I did is work a lot in the um, the background of um, these initiatives and and um, school um, issues. And I did a lot of research into um, taxes and fees. And here in Colorado, we have a thing called Taxpayer Bill of Rights. And what that does is it protects the taxpayer, you and me, that are paying taxes in Colorado, and it allows us to vote on any measures of increase. And um, what we've seen in the last 20 years especially in the last 20 years and going back a little bit further. But if you really want to look and, and hammer down 15 to 20 years, um, there's been an increase of bills coming through the legislature that are um, fees, assessments, and other wording to get around the taxing. So if we raise taxes, we have the right and um, in the constitution, we have the right and the privilege of voting on or voting against these measures. The problem um, has come in that we don't get to vote on a lot of things because they use these languages, mill levies or that kind of stuff. And so then um, generally speaking, we are able to vote for mill levies. But uh, when you move into a new um, house or into an established um, neighborhood, there's a lot of things that come along with that. Um, and there tends to be a lot of assessments to a lot of special districts. There's special districts for fire departments and schools and extra things for parks and for whatever. And there's a lot of things, things that just keep compounding. Now, Colorado has a ton of high-end housing, and even the low-end housing is extremely expensive. We know this. We know that the Colorado um, area, and then Denver specifically, on the metro areas or the law, the um, other metro areas throughout all of Colorado are really high. They're very, it's very expensive place to live. So in my opinion is that we need to be able to keep and hold back as much money for ourselves because we know how to spend it better. And you can just look at the school districts. The school districts are terrible uses of resources. Government just period is wasteful. And so not that there's not good people. I believe 100% that there is great, amazing people within the school districts. The problem is when you start combining special interests, the unions, when you start combining um, a lot of administrators, they're not teaching, they're just ruling on what are, are, how things go. Every time you start doing that and adding, adding in layer and layer and layer, you increase expenses and things just aren't as efficient as they could be. Um, so I would um, counter with severe lack of school funding and say that's not the case. Now, we have seen a little bit of a hit, and we're going to see. Uh, we're not exactly sure how big of a hit we're going to see because of the COVID crisis. But the problem is that this um, 
severe lack of school funding, I think is a logical fallacy because um, even though as a state, um, one of the things that they're saying is um, more than 158 million in 2020, um, and nearly 170 in 2021, that's a ton of money. I mean, let's just be honest. The state kicks in amount of money, the feds kick out in a certain amount of money, and then based on bureaucracy, they decide on how much each school district gets based on, and frankly, if you're really being honest, it's politics that um, they want to say, oh, no, well, any cities um, need to make more because they don't have the opportunities and we need to pay more for the inner cities than we do for the, the rich, affluent people in the suburbs and that kind of stuff. But there's a disconnect there that we really should be treating, frankly, every student the same. If you give everybody the same opportunity, everybody the same amount of funding, then we can um, adjust school districts accordingly. Um, but that's not the way the politics work, of course. We get into identity politics and we get into a lot of these things and saying, well, these are rich white people out in the suburbs. They don't need as much money as the people down in, in the city. And then the city is where a majority of the taxes for the state comes because that's where a lot of businesses go. And then you have the, the ancillary businesses that support the bigger businesses and those kinds of things. And so we see a lot of businesses focused on the downtown areas and less so in the suburbs. And so the suburbs have less of an opportunity for a tax base, even though they have a more of an opportunity for housing taxes and that kind of stuff, um, which is why you see mill levies and you see assessments and all the special districts in the housing, the more um, populated areas as far as um, the suburban areas are concerned. So that's kind of my, my opinion. Personally, I'm going to probably vote for this measure because I do believe that we already have enough money going out. We've so many of us, the majority of us have been affected in one way or another because of COVID because of the shutdowns, because we aren't, aren't able to go out and find work. Um, and we aren't able to, um, or so many people are closing their businesses. We just saw a thing, um, from, Oh, what's the social media app? Yelp, that 60% of restaurants are closed permanently. There's just a lot of things. We need this relief. There's This is not the time to propose new taxes, and we're going to talk about those other proposals that are proposing tax increases. Um, I'm probably going to be against those things, but let's take a look at those. I, like I said, the very first part of every video, we're going to just present the facts, and then we'll talk about opinion afterwards. You can find me on um, on poprocise.com. Find me on an app called Parlor. If you haven't seen that yet, check it out. It's a great way to support me. You can send tips and all those kind of things. Um, and uh, poprocise.com has all of my links below. You can um, find me on even my Twitch. I, I, I'm a partnered gaming streamer, and so you can find me on Twitch, and you can find me on Facebook Gaming and all these things. I I'm just so thankful that you stuck around for this amount of time so we can learn about the propositions in Colorado. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. My name is Paul Forsyth. Bye.